this message this morning actually wasn't what I was going to be talking on. I actually had a message and then I thought, Do you know what, Lord, I don't feel this is right. What, what's going on? You know, I wasn't quite sure, but I didn't have peace in it. And then he's given me a completely different direction. So I'm hoping this is going to come across okay because this has only been very, 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 very recent. Um, but it's about God's timing. It's about his perfect timing. And it's about the plans and purposes of our life and how they will come. They will come. But they will come in his timing because God will get the glory. Now, some of you will know the story of my son, Jason. You'll know that he had a business and that it actually closed down. Um, Very, very hard. But he was then blessed with an amazing job, okay, almost straight away. Now, I don't know if you do remember, some of you who won't know this story, um, but he'd sold his brand new car to finance his business, so he was left with an old banger, which he kind of thought, that's not a problem, I'll replace that as the business takes off, but actually it didn't. So when he got this new job, um, there was talk about a company car. Um, But the company car had a problem, and they were kind of reluctant for some reason to sort it out. And eventually they said to Jason, no, we're not going to give you a company car, which was a bit disappointing because we'd been praying for it. Now, the reason we'd been praying for it was, obviously, there's a lot of travelling involved in the job that he's doing, which would have meant a lot of motorway driving. And his car, yes, it passed its MOT, (laughs) but... None of us really felt that this was a car that should be constantly that amount of use on a motorway. So we were quite disheartened when he didn't get it. But then a couple of weeks ago, out of the blue, the owner of the business had a meeting with Jason and gave him his car as a company car. Now, I'm not a car person, all right? If someone asks me what kind of car do I drive, it's silver, it's small. That's it. I don't know cars. <laughs> um, but Jason was like, Mum, he said, I never thought I would be driving such a swanky car. <laughs> so, and for my son to say that, it's, it's a nice car. Um, and the guy who'd given him a lift to pick it up was like, oh, I can't believe you've got this car. I want one of these cars. But what a blessing. Now, if Jason had been given that original company car that did have a problem and could have been fixed... He would never have got this. But you see, God got the glory for this because Jason was like, Mum, I just don't believe that this is amazing. Thank you, God. God is good. God is good. But his timings are perfect. We may not understand, and we didn't understand. We thought, hang on, Lord, you know you know his position. Why, Why wouldn't he not get the company car? It, would, it makes sense. You bless us. But God had something better. God had something better. And we need to trust. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no human mind has conceived the things that God has prepared for those who love him. God blesses us with material things, but he blesses us with so much more. So much more. We were created in his image. And just take that sentence for a moment. We were created in God's image. Can you imagine when God was thinking, 
I'm going to create man. What shall I create him like? I know. I'm going to create him just like me because he's special. Can you imagine that? Really think about that, what that meant to God. We are special. We are the children of God. We are created to have a special bond, a special relationship, a special understanding, to be able to walk with God, to be able to speak with him, spend time with him, trust him, love him, receive his love. That's who we are. That's what we were created to be. And not just that, but each one of us was individually and uniquely created with with different fingerprints for a start. Have you ever thought about that? The billions and billions and billions and billions of people that have, have lived, not two have the same fingerprints. You are uniquely created with a plan and a purpose for your life. No one out there is like you. You might look like someone, and I'm fascinated by genes. I can look at people, and cost, I probably won't cost us up, because I say, oh, look, they look just like some, such and such. I bet they're connected somewhere, because it fascinates me. But no one is the same. Jeremiah 29:11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope, and a future. That means we have to trust the Lord and we have to ask him to guide us. And that sometimes might mean stepping out in faith, especially if we know we've heard from the Lord. Because we can't always look to people because they won't always see what we're capable of. Only the Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father, knows what we're capable of because he put those capabilities in us when he created us for that plan and purpose. Even with best intentions, people can give us the wrong advice. And I was looking at the story of David. He was pursued by King Saul, who wanted to kill him. Saul had gone into a cave for a few minutes, peace and quiet. We won't go into exactly what. David's men were hiding in there. David sneaked up and cut off a piece of his robe. His men were saying, kill him, kill him. This is what the Lord meant when he said, I'll hand your enemies into your hand. But David didn't. David was wiser and he humbled himself before the Lord and before King Saul. Because when Saul left the cave, he called out after him and he lay prostrate. And he said, I could have done this. I could have killed you, but I wouldn't. This is not what I want to do. You see... David's men meant well. They were trying to protect David, but they were looking to him, not to the Lord to lead them. David was being led by the Holy Spirit. Now, David's story is actually a really good example of God's timing being perfect. When he was a younger boy, he had stronger, older, taller, good-looking brothers, all outwardly looking like they could be fit to be a king. But God had created David for that position, to be the king of Israel. God looks at the heart. He doesn't look at the outward appearance. So David was anointed to be the future king of Israel. But David didn't become king straight away. It was 13 years later. 
He had to carry on tending the family's sheep. His brothers still looked down on him. When he went to deliver food to them at the battlefield, they were shouting at him. Now, when he was at the battlefield, that's where David obviously met Goliath. And when Goliath was threatening the Israelites, God's people, he got incensed. And he killed a nine-foot monster of a man with a little stone. But still, it wasn't time for, for, um, for David to become king. It still wasn't. So, he then becomes a harp player to soothe King Saul. Now notice, by that time, he's moved into the household of the king. He's no longer an unknown boy in the field tending sheep. So that's step one. He's moved closer to his purpose. Then as he grows, he becomes a powerful soldier for King Saul. That's step two. His name is now known throughout the kingdom and even songs were sung about him. Saul has killed thousands, but David has killed 10,000. Each step was bringing him closer to his purpose. It didn't happen immediately. He had to trust. He knew what he'd been anointed for. So did his brothers. But nothing changed there. But when God's timing happens, there'll be steps. But of course, we read that Saul became jealous of him because of the songs and because of how well he was doing. So he tried to kill him. And that is step three. When the enemy tries to take us out because we're getting closer to our plan and purpose. He knows the plan and purpose that God has for you too. And he doesn't want that to happen. But it doesn't matter. Because God's plan and purpose, no one can take that away. No one can change that. Only we can discount ourselves. We've spoken about that in previous meetings. The closer we get to our plan and purpose... That's when the opposition will come in and try to stop us. But, and there's a big but, the battle belongs to the Lord. As long as we keep our eyes fixed on the Lord and we play our part, we stay honourable, just like David did in the cave. He will fight our battles. David knew what God had said. He knew he was anointed to be king, but he remained faithful to Saul while he was king. Even while he was trying to kill David out of jealousy, David would not lift a hand against God's current anointed chosen king. When the time was right, David would take that position. He would become king. Just imagine for a moment if David had have killed Saul in that cave. What would have happened? David would have had to have lived with guilt for the rest of his life. The kingdom may have been divided. You may have had some people saying, well, hang on a minute, Saul's the king. Others would have been for David. It wasn't honourable. It wouldn't have been the right time. When we force things in our time, it can be disastrous. Look at the prodigal son, for example. He insisted on having his inheritance while his father was still alive. But he was still young, he was foolish. He wasn't ready for that kind of responsibility, that amount of cash. He wasn't wise enough to the worldly ways yet. And with the help of people who pretended to be friends, it quickly got squandered, the whole lot. And he was left eating pig's food, starving 
and lonely. It wasn't the right time for his inheritance. I would imagine that when he did get home, he spent a lot of time regretting what he'd done. But you see, when it is the right time, God will always get the glory. I'm reminded of the story in John 21, where Jesus appeared to the disciples um, by the Sea of Galilee. They'd been, they'd been fishing all night. They caught nothing. They were giving up. They're thinking, oh, what an awful night. And Jesus says, just one more time, cast your net on the right side of the boat. And when they pulled it in, it was so full, they couldn't pull it in. And God got the glory because they knew they'd been fishing all night. They knew there was no fish. But when it was done that way, God got the full glory. Now, Jesus could have just said, oh, bless them anyway. Let them have a good night. And they may have said, well, that was a great night. Thanks, Lord. But it wouldn't have been the full glory. Can you see? When it's the right time, God will take the full glory. So no matter what we go through, let's not give up. Because we know there is a timing. And God's timing is perfect. We just need to carry on doing what we're doing. Be honourable. Live our lives reflecting the love of God. And remember what we face is temporary. Let's live knowing that our Lord God is above all situations, above all principalities and powers, and we're his children. Let's live expecting the goodness of God, because he does work out all things for those who believe in him, who love him, and who are, who are called according to his purpose. We often miss that bit out on the end, don't we? We normally just say, work all things for the good of, who love him, but who are called according to his purpose. We do have a purpose. We are called. And we will get to that purpose. He is in control. He knows everything that's just right. And Costas was encouraging this morning. Um, again, bringing up, you know, we are going to see miracles. We've seen a few. But we, we've been prophesied on how many times that the revival will come from Slough. Yes, and amen. amen. God's timing is perfect. And let's claim those promises of God in our lives. Claim the victory over our situations. In the name of Jesus, let's pray. Like in the hospital. Let's just pray and say, God, no, please. This is what you do. You are a miracle worker. We sung about him being the way maker when there is no way. He is the way maker. He is the miracle maker. Christ has conquered all. It is finished. And we, as children of God, have an inheritance. It's given to us. It's already there. Reach out and receive it. Expect God's favor to be over your life and your children's life. Expect that when you pray for someone... It will happen. Every prayer that you pray will be heard. No word comes back empty. And if it doesn't happen straight away, don't think it's not going to happen. It is on the way. It is on the way. And it will come at the perfect time. And when it comes, who's going to receive the glory? God. God will. So let's thank him for what he's done, what he's doing, because he is working behind the scenes when we can't see it. He's preparing it now and for what he's going to do. Let's teach our minds 
to stay firmly fixed on the Lord and not listen to the, the lies of the enemy. Let's not compare ourselves. This is a terrible one, isn't it? How, how many of you are like me? You compare ourselves and think, oh, I can't do that. Let's not compare ourselves. It never ends well. Let's not think about what other people have got and we haven't. Remember, each of us is created for a plan and a purpose, a perfect plan and a purpose that's just for us. Our individual race cannot be run by anybody else, just as we can't run anybody else's. We have been given characteristics, traits that are unique to us for our plan and purpose. What God has for us is more than we can possibly imagine. Just like with Jason's car. Jason reckons it's a 70,000, pound car. Wow. You know? I don't care, by the way, but <laughs> as I said, I'm not a car person. But to some people, that's amazing. But it's a blessing. It's a huge blessing. Our blessings are on the way. If they haven't come yet, they are on the way. So let's encourage each other. When we have testimonies, big or small, go and tell someone. Share them at the front of church because they encourage us. They build us up. God wants to bless us. He will bless us. He wants to heal us. He will heal us. He wants to break chains. And he will. He wants to see us dancing for joy in our worship time. And at home in our private secret place. He wants us to spend time with him. And we can do that again today. And remember, if things seem tough, it means you're getting closer because the enemy's coming against you. So be encouraged and keep praising the Lord. Keep expecting the favor of God. Because he is good. And nothing can stop him. Because he's above everything. Above all, and you are children of God, and he loves you. He wants you to have that blessing. He's got it ready for you. And he's saying, reach out, my child, and take what I have ready for you. He's prepared a place for you. Jesus has already gone ahead and said, I'm preparing a place for them. You can make that one a nice little bedroom there, that one there. That's just my my view, but it's probably not like that. (laughs) But God has a plan and a purpose. He's given us hope and a future Reach out and take it. If you're going through tough times, don't worry. Praise God all the more because you know that the enemy only comes against you when you're getting close to receiving it. Amen? Amen. Shall we pray? (coughs) If you'd like to stand, let's just pray for our miracles. Pray for our plan and purpose, yeah? Lord, we just thank you that you are for us. We thank you that no one can stand against us. That no one can change your plan and purpose for us. We thank you that you have prepared more than we could possibly imagine, Lord, for us. And for our children and our children's children. Father, we thank you that revival is coming. And Father, we're going to be a part of that. We hand everything over to you, Lord. And we say we just praise you. We thank you. We love you. We're here to bring you glory. 
We're here to lift your name. We're here to say thank you for everything you've done, everything you're doing, everything you will do. And Father, I pray if there are any chains here that need breaking, break them in the name of Jesus. Bring freedom into this place. Father, bring your light. I want to see what we were talking about this morning, shafts of light coming down onto this place, Lord. The glory of God taking over. People being filled with your spirit that they go out onto the streets, Lord, and they just touch people. Their shadow touches people, Lord, and they are freed. They want to have salvation because they know that you are here. Father, we want to see that. We pray for it. We claim it. And we say, Lord, have your way. Because we love you. And we know that you love us. And we know that you love the people around us. Even the people who have road rage against us. We pray for them and say, Father, save them. Because we love them. And we know you love them. So, Father, we lift every person up in this community and around. And we say, bless them. Bring them into your love, Lord. Bring them into your knowledge. Bring them into the knowledge of God. Because you love them and every one of them has a plan and purpose. We love them because you love them. Father, we praise you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We lift this place up to you and every person in it, Lord. And every family member connected with these people. And we say, let them be blessed. Let them know the love of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.